and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about minute number one, which starts with the New Line logo and ends with the uh, title card, The Lord of the Rings, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and this minute is mostly just a black screen and just... Kate Blanchett as Gladriel talking in Elvish and English, the little <laughs> prologue intro. Yeah. Uh, which will continue to be her talking over the footage for about eight minutes. So awesome. That's the first eight episodes. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I guess we should mention that we are, um, uh, using the extended editions, um, because, uh, we would have ended up talking about them anyway. Um, so. And they're superior. I've actually never seen the theatrical cut. Uh, I actually haven't seen the theatrical cut of Fellowship of the Ring in its entirety. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it when it's been on TV, but I've never seen the full theatrical cut altogether. Huh. Um, but it's most there, there's only a little over 30 minutes of footage added back in, and a lot of it is little extensions to scenes or... Uh, scenes that are important to the greater story, so they just left out right. for the movie. Um, this minute is really just Kate Blanchett talking, uh, the little many things that were lost, or forgotten, and shouldn't have been, and all that. <laughs> you, 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 uh, you have this whole monologue memorized, don't you? Yeah, mostly. <laughs> it's like the, uh, the the world is changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. <laughs> I smell it in the air. Yeah. The whole thing. I don't know what, I don't know, have the Elvish memorized because I'm really bad at remembering what the Elvish is. Uh, I tried to learn Elvish once and failed miserably uh, at doing so, other than learning how to write my name, which I have also forgotten. It's been a long Aww. time. Uh, but is it, is it her saying the Elvish or is it I believe so. I believe it's Kate Blanchett saying actress. the Elvish and the English. Uh, like Arwen did, uh, Liv Tyler did all of Arwen's Elvish lines in right. Elvish. I assume they would have made Kate Blanchett do the same thing. That's fair. Uh, as well as Orlando Bloom and uh, whoever plays Caliborn. I don't know that actor's name off the top of my head. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. Um, Hugo Weaving speaks Elvish too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, as does Ian McKellen. Yeah. Man. Uh, quite a few times in this movie, actually, he speaks Elvish. I think it's really cool that in the first, like... Even though this minute is pretty much a black screen for the majority of it, um, I like that it's logo to logo, like for our purposes. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like perfect. And there are a few minutes that we're gonna you're gonna see along the way, uh, along with us that are kind of perfect open, like beginning to end that work out pretty well. Yeah, when we were um, when we were watching this, what for the second time in a row? Yeah. Um, do, like mapping out what we're going to be talking about because it's three and a half hour. Like this is the better part of a year for us. Yeah, from, um, yeah. But I remember certain minutes getting super excited because I was taking notes and getting super excited about it because it lined up so perfectly. <laughs> um, like lines finishing um, like right on the minute. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, we're like, getting ahead of ourselves. I think <laughs> this particular minute is really good about that because, um, the, this minute is just, 
uh, either four or five lines from Galadriel. And she doesn't get cut off in the middle of a sentence. It like a sentence ends perfectly right as the Lord of the Rings logo appears. Mm -hmm. There's nothing cut in the middle. So it's actually a pretty cool first minute. We don't have to like stammer in the middle and talk about something from week to week. Um, and I think this is one of very few times where that's going to happen. So, um, I like that even though we are just looking at a black screen, um, there's like a sense of mystery. It, it, like, well, at, part of that's the way Camp, uh, Kate Blanchett delivers those lines. That's, like, yeah. they're, it's very, like, very strong. There's yeah. a lot of weight. And as with every line she delivers as Galadriel, uh, except for a couple that I, you know, the, the choices they made in a certain scene. Well, which we'll talk about in like a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I, I think it's cool that because, like, for all intents and purposes, this should not work. No, it shouldn't. Um, like, the, the prologue shouldn't work at all. The whole well, thing. not even the prologue, just the first minute. Like, we are literally looking at nothing and listening to a woman talk to us mm-hmm. in what is ostensibly, like, poetry. Yeah. Um, is Was that based off of anything in the books or um so more in the second minute uh but a little bit of the first minute i believe is based on some dialogue she has uh in lothlorien okay um but the second minute is right we'll get to that yeah uh, but this first minute i think is just based on some extrapolations from lines she has in the book yeah um there are considerable differences of course between the books and the movies, but these are really good adaptations. They are. Um, they're very, very s- strong on the spirit of the books themselves and keeping the narrative together really well. Um, it's really kind of amazing. I can't think of a better work of adaptation off the top of my head. Uh, not that I'm not biased because <laughs> this is definitely my favorite movie. Uh, and I mean, all three of them together as one uh, well, is my favorite movie. Because they filmed it all as one. Like, they filmed it over the course of, like, A little over 15 months. months, And then there was, like, time after that where they had callbacks for little scenes. And and additional recording. But, I mean, it's basically one movie. Because in the other ones, correct me if I'm wrong, we don't get this, the title card at the beginning, right? It just kind of picks up where it Um, leaves off, or... I used to watch these movies like every year, but I haven't actually watched them in a couple of years. I don't remember uh, if the title card has like a separation or anything, or yeah. if there is a title card at the beginning of the second and third one. I ones. mean, I'm sure there, there has to be somewhere. Yeah, there has to be somewhere. Um, but um, I like, I also like the, um, like the font choice of the, uh, like the, we the have New Line uh, Cinema Presents. Yeah, New Line Cinema Presents and a Wingnut Films production. And then we get The Lord of the Rings. And I like that font that kind of carries through. Um, it's It contributes to the, like, aesthetic. I yeah, guess. it's very elegant. It's definitely, like, it's a font that looks like it matches in with, like, Elvish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like a, like a bluish color. It stands out across the against the black. Right, like, you right. know, it's just a... <laughs> It's a black screen and Kate Blanchett talking. Kate uh, Blanchett is uh, playing Galadriel, a character who we hear speak, the first voice we hear, but we don't meet her or get her name for uh, like an hour and a half. 
could tell you if I flip <laughs> through some notes exactly what minute she first appears in. Uh, but it's like it's over. Well, a, it's like a hundred minutes in. Yeah, it's well over the halfway point because um, yeah, because they break up the extended editions into two acts, basically yeah. like two parts. Um, yeah, and so we're not going to meet Galadriel until uh, after the first big action scene in the movie, the first really big one, right? Uh, and we don't even hear her name. Right. We don't hear, yeah, we don't hear her name until, um, they're in the forest, but. We don't, uh, the first time we see a member of the fellowship isn't for, until after the prologue. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, because we were, like, we were watching, um, the, uh, like the making of documentaries on these, uh, like the first one. Um, as well as the National Geographic one. Yeah, which was kind of a little patronizing, but interesting. Um, and I thought, like, I think one of the reasons that this movie as a whole um, works so well as far as an adaptation is because they, um, they're not, like, it's fan servicey, but not, it's also accessible to people who hadn't seen the book or anything or read the book rather. Um, and I like how, like, I don't know. It just shouldn't, it should not work, but it does. No, I mean, Peter Jackson puts it really well himself. Like if you sit down and look at these books, they're unfilmable. Yeah. If you were just do it in order, chapter by chapter, line by line. Right. You could never do it all. Right. And I like how they take the time to, and it's not like a detailed history of Middle Earth, but it's like, this is the ring. This is why it's important. Um, this is where it's been and where it's going. And now we have our movie. Yeah. And they, and they link it back, like with the whole prologue. They didn't do like a weird, they didn't do like a totally detached prologue because we are going to see characters through the prologue that we will see again. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, the like if we don't see the characters we hear about them yeah a lot um so i don't know but from like a storytelling standpoint like prologues tend to work in like books yeah but not not in movies not in movies Um, um but this this is yeah but like but without the prologue, like if you were to watch this movie without the prologue, it really feels like something's missing because there's a lot of background you just don't get. Right. Um, because there's a thing from the prologue that they mention about every 10 minutes. So, yeah, that's true. So it really does form the foundation for the rest of the movie. But I'm just amazed that a that it holds up and. B, that it even worked as well as it does. Yeah. Um, and an interesting bit about uh, Kate Blanchett being Galadriel, and uh, she's our first our first character, really, that we get to quote-unquote meet mm-hmm. is Galadriel. Um, Peter Jackson's first choice was apparently Lucy Lawless, not Kate Blanchett. Oh, my God. Can you so, imagine? So Xena, uh, elf princess. Right? <laughs> Galadriel, warrior princess. Yes. <laughs> um, so that was that was, I guess, almost a thing. Uh, I, I think she's from New Zealand. So, I mean, to a degree, it yeah. makes a little sense. Xena was filmed in New Zealand, I believe, too. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know all kinds of things about Xena. So if someone <laughs> corrects me on that, uh, I fully expect to be corrected. But I, I, I think that both Hercules and Xena were filmed in New Zealand. That's cool. Um, I the landscapes at the very least look similar. Right. I think New Zealand lends itself to like a fantasy, rugged adventure setting. Yeah. And I mean, uh, a lot of kind of low budget movie and TVs, TV shows have been shot in New Zealand huh. across the years. Uh, Power Rangers, in fact, actually moved to New Zealand late in its <laughs> run. Um, while, Dis- while Disney has owned Power Rangers, they filmed that in New Zealand. Interesting. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, the more so, you know. Yeah. Heads up to how big of a nerd I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, speaking of that, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about like ourselves because do you want to say anything else about this first minute um no i think we i think we got it covered too spoopy um why don't we uh take the time to talk a little bit about um ourselves and um our background with lord of the rings in general and uh the movies and whatever yeah um do you want me to start um i don't care i'll i'll start um i uh i um as some of you might know i i am a regular co-host on um the doctor's companion uh which talks about doctor who um and i also um write direct and co-executive produce on um, geek by night which is fun um but both of those are very uh science fiction bent um but fantasy is really um like my first love as far as um genre like genre media goes um my one of my earliest uh memories of um, Lord of the Rings is actually my dad when we were very little reading um, the the Hobbit to us um, and this is I'm pretty sure I was like in kindergarten or first grade um, so me and Tolkien I guess go like way way back um, <laughs> and and I don't know why, but you you know that that really scary um, animated Hobbit movie. Oh yeah, yeah, with the Goblin Town yeah, song and yeah, like that the was, weird like kind of furry smog. Yeah, that was always on Disney Channel for when I was. I, mean, I love up. that. I love that animated Hobbit movie. I think it's so great. Oh no, it's awesome, but it scared the crap out of me. The um, Lord of the Rings ones are not as good. Those animated Lord of the Rings movies, we should probably watch those. Yeah. Uh, but they're not that great. Because we don't have enough to watch right now. Uh, um, I think there's three of them, but they're not all made by the same I company. I think there's two of them, but I could be wrong. But um, yeah, so I remember my dad reading The Hobbit to us, and then um, that movie was always on. at some, Like every every other month it was on. Um, and it was the scariest thing I had ever seen. Um, especially the goblins, like that still is a thing that kind of 
like haunts my imagination. Oh yeah, when they when they go when the troop goes into the Misty Mountains. Yeah. And like then the goblins first show yeah. up. That seems like if you're like ten years old or younger, like that scene is like, oh oh god, what it's happened? So scary. why is this happening? It's so scary. Um, but I I believe I read the books for the first time like myself um in eighth grade um which was i'm gonna say how old i am um because this movie came out in 2001 um and i didn't it was the summer after eighth grade so it was 2003 when i first read these and my dad was very adamant about the fact that I needed to read the books before I saw the movies, um, which is why we didn't see them in theaters and which kind of sucks. Cause I feel like I missed out on like a big deal by not seeing these in theaters. Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, two towers. I saw two towers in theaters. Uh, I saw return of the King in theaters three times, which is appropriate because they're movie neutrality. <laughs> Um, twice in one day, uh, the first time I saw it oh my God. because it was, uh, one of my best friend's, uh, birthdays and he wanted to go see it really bad. And we wound up seeing it twice that same day. Cause we had other friends that <laughs> had other things to do who really wanted to see it too. And it was a Saturday. So we had nothing else to do cause we're in high school. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a long day. Uh, Because even the theatrical cut of Return of the King is like three hours. Oh my god! Uh, Yeah, that's the. I think the extended one's over four. Yeah, pretty like. Um, after after I read the books and finally saw these, um, I was like obsessed in high school, like obsessed, like looking up actively looking up, um, like Elvish language tutorials on online. Obsessed, like I. I remember my copy of the Silmarillion had a bunch of sticky notes with all the, like the elf stuff because yeah. I really, I was, I'm like the biggest elf stan. Uh, <laughs> We're going to get to talk about Silmarillion elf stuff and like how it matters to some of the things that go on in this movie, even though it's like not talked about, but yeah. there's like visual references and little things, <laughs> uh, especially with my bro Gimli. Uh, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um. But then in high school, we watched all three of these movies in one night. And honestly, (laughs) that was over 10 years ago. And until we started watching them again for this podcast, I hadn't seen them since. Um, So I think by doing them all in one sitting, I kind of Lord of the Rings myself out. And that's in sharp contrast to me who did that as a yearly ritual (laughs) Uh, on New Year's Eve. I would watch all three movies in a row. Uh, from noon till midnight. And uh, my my old housemate used to her Thanksgiving ritual was watching Lord of the Rings. Like you start in the morning and then they I make mean, the food. And I mean that's appropriate. The first movie came out in December. December. So like yeah. that's relatively appropriate. Like yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas it's like tradition. A holiday movie. Yeah. Um, the Return of the King I think came out in May. Like a summer blockbuster. Yeah, it was like a summer blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, but the first two, I think, are both holiday releases. Hmm. I don't remember the two towers. Um, what about you, Norman? Like, what's your... So, I remember 
I had known what Lord of the Rings kind of was for a long time when yeah. I was like in elementary school. Uh, cause I had had friends that like read the Hobbit and stuff. And like, I'd seen snippets of that Hobbit animated feature, <laughs> uh, long before I ever sat down and watched the whole thing through or read the Hobbit. So like, I kind of knew what it was. Um, but when I was a little kid, I wasn't really terribly interested in fantasy stuff. I was much more into like sci-fi and like Kung Fu movies. I used to watch Kung Fu movies all the time with my dad. And like, <laughs> I was really into Power Rangers and Transformers and all that stuff. Um, and then for Christmas, when I was in, I think it was sixth grade, uh, my oldest brother, who's uh, just under uh, nine years older than me, uh, got me a copy of The Hobbit as a Christmas present. And I read it and I was just like immediately hooked. I like, I saw that it was like labeled as a prelude to the Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, what's the Lord of the Rings? What's that? And I finished The Hobbit. And then I think I read it two or three more times. Mm hmm. Uh, within the span of like six months. And then I found a copy of The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Fellowship of the Ring, in my middle school library. And I devoured the book super fast for being like 12 years old. I like read the book in like a week. See, it took me forever to, because The Hobbit, The Hobbit is actually a story and it's a children's story, but like, fellowship is was it took me forever to get through fellowship because it was so it's so dry oh well, yeah because like the fellowship of the ring uh has a lot more in common with like the silmarillion really than it does with the other two volumes that make up the lord of the rings because the fellowship of the ring contains so much history and setup and context um uh, and there's not really any action until the very end um because even moria is not super uh action driven in the book um, and my favorite character, like my favorite segment from the book isn't in the movie. Um, Which, I mean, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people uh, know what you're talking about. Uh, I think it's very sad <laughs> that it's not in the movie and I really wish that it was, but Lord of the Rings, uh, is what really got me super interested in fantasy. Uh, like. I read The Hobbit and I was like, oh, orcs are cool. And like, there's a dragon and like, there's all these dwarves. And then I read The Fellowship of the Ring and I'm just like, oh, there's all this other stuff about elves and like, there's all this cool stuff. And then like, when I read Two Towers, I was like, ants are the coolest thing <laughs> ever. Like big, slow living trees that just kick the crap out of anything that rouses them to action. The ants are like the best thing ever. I love them. They're amazing. <laughs> Treebeard is fantastic. <laughs> Um, and like the hobbits are so cool. Like all four of them, especially Sam, because I'm very much Sam. Um, and like, I don't know, like, and then I just started devouring the rest of these books. And then I tracked down a copy of the Silmarillion when I was in like eighth grade. And that's when I read the Silmarillion oh for the God, first time. Wow. Um, and then I, I found when I was in high school, like I kept always just taking out the copy of Lord of the Rings that my high school library had. I was mm -hmm. like always reading them. <laughs> Um, so I was like super duper, like obsessed with these books. It's what yeah. really got me into like fantasy in a way it's because it sparked my love of fantasy. It's what got me to start watching anime. It's what got me interested in manga and all these other like ways of telling stories that I just really fell in love with. Uh, but Lord of the Rings has always just kind of been since I first read it, my favorite book, my favorite movie, <laughs> like it's like, just like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Like, 
which probably comes through in my excited voice because um, <laughs> I could I could gush about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien and all kinds of stuff uh, for hours and hours and hours, which you will get to hear. Well, all I of. got some news for you. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> everybody's going to get to hear uh, how much I love every minute of all three of these movies. I don't not uh, every minute. Not, oh, no, not I, every minute. Uh, there's something to love in every minute, whether it's just like some silly thing in the background. Uh, which we do miss out on uh, some things in the theatrical cut that weren't caught before the theatrical release, uh, watching the extended edition, but that's fine. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with watching the extended edition of these, like, because... Oh, so am I. It's like, it's like the, the polished cut. Like, yeah. it is the, uh, like, the but, unabridged, I uh, guess. I mean... It's still abridged. What did Peter Jackson say? Yeah, apparently <laughs> we were watching these documentaries and apparently when they first went to um, cut the movie together, the runtime was four, over four and a four half hours. Out, four and a half hours. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, and that must be including the credits, which no joke, we are going to be sitting here <laughs> for... Two months? I don't even know. The, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, it's long. You, they, you stopped writing down the they, minutes? They talk about, well, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. You, you yeah. keep getting ahead of, you keep getting ahead of ourselves. Um, because I want to talk about it. I, I know, but. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, <well laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if we have anything else. No, I don't know. Um, so, like, the movie came out in 2001. Um, yeah. Originally, they were with Miramax, not New Line. Yeah. Uh, and... Well, yeah. And um, the, the first draft of the script, according to, like, what we saw in those documentaries, was from, like, 97. Yeah. So, so. they they were trying to get this movie made for, like, five years. Yeah, and um, five six years. The story that uh, Peter Jackson and Christopher Lee tell in the documentary about getting this movie made in the first place is that they, Peter Jackson, went to a meeting with New Line, and sat down, and he had a cut of like a little bit of special effects footage, the kind of effects they were going to do, a rundown of like, like the story they wanted to tell, stuff. storyboards. Peter Jackson apparently storyboarded every single scene in these movies, which I think is really cool. Um. So apparently they went into they went into New Line, they sat down with an executive there, and he watched their cut and he's just like, So uh he said, why in the world would someone want to make two movies? Right, because they were trying to pitch it as two movies. Right. And he said, Why why in the world would someone want to make Lord of the Rings in two films? And Peter Jackson apparently looked him right in the face and said, this is three movies. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, that that's that's what the story was. Like he looked the executive and he looked at the executive and he said, "These are three movies." The executive said that though. No, he asked him, "Why would anyone want to make two movies?" Yeah. Was the question the executive asked. No, no, no. The exec yeah. no. The executive says, "Why in the world would anyone want to make two movies out of Lord of the Rings?" And Peter Jackson craps his pants, and then the executive says, "This is three movies. Go make them." Not always Peter Jackson that said this no. is three movies. I think Peter Jackson wouldn't have gotten the the bid if he was that cocky. <laughs> yeah, 
Because why would no? Why would he say it was three movies when he he had outlined for two? That's what it sounded like. The story they were telling was to me. That's what I got out of that story. I I don't think that's correct. Um, but oh, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about. I until this um this rewatching of this movie, I didn't realize that two out of the three um, writing credits are uh, women. Yeah. Um, um, Fran Walsh uh, is Peter, Peter Jackson. Jackson's wife. Yeah. Uh, and Philippa Boyens. Yeah. Which I like when I, I guess when, when I first watched these um, when I was a wee babe um, in high school, I wasn't really paying attention to um, writers yet. Um, that came, you know, after college, after I figured out whatever stuff. And I don't really pay attention to writers anyway. Thanks. Thank you. Writer. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I know. I know. Like, I never, I've never paid attention to like writer no, credits or producer Empire. credits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's really cool that there's two, like the Two out of the three writing credits are women and how involved they were in the process. And that being said, though, I think it's really interesting how, um, like, there's there, the majority of the writing credits are women, but there's, like, two women in this whole movie. In this, in there's, Fellowship of the Ring... There are three, two women with speaking parts that are named. Ro well, Rosie, straight out. Rosie says something. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, yeah, that's true. Like Rosie says something. She, she might be the only other one. Uh, There's like three women that open their mouth the entire time. Yeah, um, which is weird. And only uh, two of which that are important to this movie at all. Aww. Rosie's not important to this movie. Rosie. She's important later. I know. She's important to Samwise Gamgee. She is important to Samwise Gamgee. Beautiful, pure, innocent Samwise Gamgee, <laughs> uh, who Sean Astin was apparently uh, very much a real-life Sam to Elijah Wood on these, these uh, I know, sets, I think apparently. it's cute that he was set dead. Um, but, which, I'm sure we'll get into those. Um, I know. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so, hopefully... Uh, we have sparked your interest and we are excited to have you guys on with us as we journey through this long ass movie. Oh, um, uh, three hours and 48 minutes from title to it's end. over, over 200 minutes. So you, you will be, you will have plenty of, of opportunity to, uh, hear us talk about how yeah. much we love this and uh, <laughs> we're not infallible and i'm sure that there will be things we say that you know are not true or not 100 percent accurate yeah feel free to send me that information because i would love to know how these things really went down and all this stuff in the movie if i make an error uh i probably will in pronunciation a few times what a good segue um, so we, you can find us at, uh, duelinggenre.com. You can email us, uh, some facts about Lord of the Rings if we misspeak. If you know cool things about, um, 
the making of the movie if you know a cool thing like i don't know if you want to share us a, share with us a picture of your dog dresses Frodo. I don't care. I love dogs. We or love anything dogs. from uh, like a <laughs> like a previous minute that you think we might have missed or didn't pick up on that you think's really important. Uh, we might if you send us a message, maybe we'll talk about that briefly at the beginning of another minute. Yeah. Um. So contact at Lord of the Rings Minute dot com is our email. You can reach us on Twitter at L O T R Minute. Uh, you can find us on Tumblr L O T R Minute dot Tumblr dot com. Um, and we are on Facebook, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. That's the biggest way that you can support us, a brand new podcast by getting us out there, getting the word out there. Um, if you are so inclined, you can, uh, check out our other podcasts on duelinggenre.com. Um, we have the doctor's companion, we have geek by night, um, Scott and Nick, my uh, co-hosts on, T- on Doctor's Companion and um, the executive producers on Geek by Night, they do uh, Back to the Future Minute, which is a lot of fun. Um, you can support us on Patreon, uh, duelinggenre.com slash support. Um, or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, um, there's a PayPal button. And we have, uh, I, don't, I don't think we have merch just yet. Um, but if you like our other podcast, you can check out, um, merch for that, um, at duelinggenre.com slash merch. Um, and special thanks to Patreon associate producers, David Jeffries and Leaper182. Um, and if you like the minute format, which I'm sure you have encountered, um, other podcasts, um, doing the same thing. Uh, but if not, um, there is, uh, the uh, progenitor of the minute format, uh, Star Wars Minute. Um, those guys are awesome. That's so entertaining. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Back to the Future Minute, as I mentioned, with Scott and Nick. Uh, there's also Indiana Jones Minute, Jaws Minute, Wrath of Khan Minute, Alien Minute, Terminator Minute, Ghostbusters Minute, and Clueless Minute, to name a few. Uh, so check those out. Uh, leave us a comment on the site, leave us a review on iTunes, let us know what you think, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye! Bye!